Hey, this is Griffin House. You're listening to Notable Nashville. This is a song off my new record called Hindsight. Rainy days I can relax Morning comes and pull the shadows back Count up everything I still get that restless feeling Back on the floor and my eyes on the ceiling Mind on the time I lost and I'll never get back Am I a fool for waiting On a ship already gone I only see the damage done in hindsight
All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. You just heard Griffin House play that new tune, Hindsight, off your new record, right? That's it. So that that was good uh, stripped down version. Well, I guess it's not really stripped down because you do like you know acoustic guitar on the on the record too, right? Yeah, I play acoustic on on most of the songs on the album, but that's it's a pretty full on band recording. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I wanted to bring up you. You grew up in Ohio, kind of uh, close to where uh, I went back and forth. My dad lived in Cincinnati. Yeah, and I saw you went to uh, Miami University. Right? I did. And uh, so why did you choose Miami over um, the place <laughs> the place that you got like a golf scholarship? Um, I was burnt out uh, with golf. I think I was, um, well, number one, I, I didn't, I was less attracted to the university because Miami had this program where you could go overseas to Luxembourg that my aunt Gigi had done. Oh, awesome. And you can go over and study in Europe and all your credits transfer and everything. I really wanted to do that. Uh-huh. And I was just a little, I couldn't see myself doing NCAA sports for four years because it was, as it was explained to me. They kind of like owned you the whole oh, time you yeah. were there, and you had to. And I just felt like, man, I don't know if I'm talented enough to go do this professionally after this is all over. Right. So maybe I should explore a different chapter of life. And gotcha. I ended up going to Miami and becoming. Uh, I got into a band, and I lived in an art dorm where everybody was playing music and, oh, awesome. and doing painting and drawing. And so I, I just. Um, I had that side of me growing up, too, that I never really got to explore fully. Uh-huh. So I just went to school and kind of reinvented myself. That's really cool. Do you, do you still play golf, though? Or, I, I do you... all the time. It's like it's my favorite thing to do in my spare time. And I, I just I went on a rant on one of my interviews earlier, just like calling out all the um, golf haters in the world and oh, thinking that it's only for like people that grew up in a privileged part of society. It's like, I play for $8 (laughs) at the municipal links with all different types of people. It's not about that. I just like, it's like playing baseball. I like watching the ball fly through the air and hitting it solid and being outside and getting the fresh air. So I think it it gets a little bit of a bad rap. So I'm here to set the record straight for all the haters out there. It's it's very therapeutic and, you know, you can go to a cheap course and just, you know, have fun. Yeah drink a couple beers and have fun with it uh if you're not playing like you know to to win <laughs> playing for big money yeah but uh so yeah you've been you've been releasing music for a really long time mm-hmm. i think like your first release was back in 2002 right yeah or, i made a or, i made an album in college that um i put together myself called no more crazy love songs and then i i moved to nashville and i made some like half albums and made something called the never sessions and then i made one called upland and then I made a record called Lost and Found that eventually here in, in town got picked up by by a major and um and put out. So That's so cool. Yeah. Well yeah, you've released over like twelve studio albums, which is pretty incredible. Um when when did you discover that music is what you really wanted to pursue or was it uh in college or after that or um I think I I was so I was a creative writing major after changing a couple times in uh-huh. college and one of my professors, David Schloss, I had come in with my guitar and did this poetry versus songwriting workshop, and I played a song for the class, and he looked at me afterwards. He was this guy from Manhattan. He was really funny. He'd read The Onion to the class every every <laughs> every day. And after I finished the song, he looked at me and goes, uh, yeah, I would do that instead of being a poetry professor. <laughs> so I just, I just kind of took his advice. I said, well, maybe I could give this a try. I don't have to go right into grad school, and maybe I'll go. So I had some interest from a production company in philadelphia and i went out there and tried to get a record deal in philly and that didn't didn't work i lasted about six months and then i I moved to nashville and and things got going for me pretty quickly here 
So when you moved to Nashville, did you, um, were you working like a full-time job or were you trying to like do part-time and then music on the side or? Yeah, I was part-time. I worked, um, I got a job, my first job with my buddy Donnie at Bread and Company and I worked there, you know, we were working for like six bucks an hour or something crazy, seven bucks. And I did that part-time. I remember getting up like really early, but we were doing music full time other than that. I mean, I was writing songs, playing shows, just do, going as, as hard as I could at yeah. it and having a blast doing it. And then I, um, I, then I got another job down at legends gifts on Broadway and oh. I would close down the shop and watch all the drunk people come in yeah. and try to not knock over trinkets. I got fired from that job because I was <laughs> writing songs on the job. Oh man! And then I I begged him to to give me the job back so I could pay the rent. And then within a couple of months, I had some calls from some major record labels, and I was able to let yeah. go of the, that part time job and go do music full time. Yeah, didn't Island uh, Island Def Jam call you? Yeah, up and... Island. This Diana Fragnuto from Island Def Jam called me and said, "Hey, I heard your demo." Um, Dave Barnes brought it to me, and I was like, "What? Dave Barnes brought it to you? He lives down the street from me now." <laughs> yeah. and, and those, he he pulled it out of his backpack and put it on the table. Like they asked him if there was any cool music in Nashville. He was like, "Oh, my buddy Griffin's really good. This is his demo. It's the Never Sessions." Uh-huh. So yeah, they called me and it's like, "Thanks, Dave. I just saw Dave the other day. Actually, I was like, thanks for doing that. By the way, that's really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good on you, Dave Barnes. That's right. I've seen him a few times around town. He's yeah. a great, great musician. Yeah." Um, so yeah, your your debut album Lost and Found uh, got a lot of attention, uh, obviously by a lot of people, and uh, you went on. And I actually discovered your music on the Ten Out of Ten tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to Belmont University, and uh, you were playing around town with these, you know, ten musicians out of Tennessee. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so how did you get into that, or what what was the story behind? Like, how did that get together? Um, I I think you know, Trent Dabs and his wife started Ten Out of Ten. Um, the best of my my memory. I mean, I know I can't remember exactly how it started, but they had one ten out of ten that happened like four years before, like the documentary and all uh-huh. that stuff. And I was even a part of that one because oh, wow. I I was friends with Trent and Kristen, and um, so Trent kind of had me along for that ride. And I can't remember who was on that initial tour, but it was like me and Kate York and Trent and Paper Route, and um, I'm having I'm drawing a blank, but yeah. So we um, went out for that one. <laughs> Wasn't uh, shoot uh, Aaron McCarley and um, uh, what was Aaron McCarley's husband? KS Rhodes. That KS was the Rhodes? second round. That was the so second, the second round, okay. round, like which everybody kind of thinks is the first one. Yeah, but I, I, had, was the, I had this brown T-shirt with a tree on it from the first one, and that was way back in like oh four, probably or oh oh three, maybe even. And then the one where we did the ten out of ten film was like two thousand and eight, I think. Okay. So, and most people think of that as the first one, but we did have one way before that. And then we all went out and did a tour and filmed that. And that was kind of the the first version. And I think they had a couple of other generations. Yeah, of I think that they did. With, they they kept doing it. Yeah, they kept um, going. But it was it was a lot of fun. I saw you yeah. at, at the Nashville one and also, uh, you know, being from Cincinnati, saw you at the Newport Hall. Um, yeah. Or what was that? Southgate House. Southgate House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so very fun times. Um but yeah, I want to get to your to your new release. You just released this record on Friday, this past Friday, um, and it's called Rising Star. So who did you work with on this record? How did this uh, come about? I worked with some old friends. Um, I work, I, It was produced by Paul Moak, and um, then my friend Ian Fitchuk played on it. And we those guys helped me make my first album, uh-huh. Lost and Found. And so we kind of all got back together. And at, during that time... Um, 
Ian wasn't the drummer. He was playing keys. Okay. And But he came in and played drums. He's been playing more drums these days, I guess. And Will Sales is the guy I played on, on Lost and Found. So we had Will in for a song, and, and mostly me and Ian and Paul made the record together and reunited and all, all got in the same room again. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we've we've been together kind of working since the beginning, and um, Paul and I hadn't really made much music together since Lost and Found. Ian and I made several records over the years and, and spent a lot of time working in the studio. Uh-huh. And uh, so yeah, it's cool to watch him. He's been on a pretty crazy ride this year. Yeah, with, with Casey Musgraves. With and Casey Musgraves. And, uh, I, I ran into Paul Moak at a show at uh, Basement East because he's got this very unique look to him. Yeah. Um, with like, you know, his dreadlocks and everything. I was oh, like, yeah. are you Paul Moak? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard like, to miss. He's like, yeah, good to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, this new release ha- has quite a bit of songs on it, and you work with a lot of people on it. Um, one of my favorite songs on it is uh, "Change" featuring Joy Williams mm-hmm. from the Civil Wars. Yeah, I really like uh, her vocal, and the way that you duet is really cool. Oh, thank you. She's yeah. a beautiful voice. Yeah, she's she's so fun to listen to. So I kind of want to play that in here for the listeners. Would you mind if I place that song in here right yeah, now? Yeah, please do. Right, cool, It'd be great. Here is "Change" by Griffin House featuring Joy Williams. Until 
All right, that was Change off of Rising Star. You can get that everywhere right now, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to music. Um, so what's what's next with this whole album? You've you got a tour coming up and everything like that? Yeah, the record's out. I'm kind of done for the summer. I'm going to do a little family vacation time for about a month, and then I'll start touring again in August and tour the rest of the year. We have um, some exciting things happening with a, a movie also called Rising Star that's coming awesome. out soon. We're... We'll know more about a release date on that, but we're we're trying to play it for some people like Netflix now and see if oh, we can cool. get somebody interested in putting it out with us or for us. And uh, that was made with a filmmaker, Shane Drake, and that'll be coming soon. Okay. So we're we're psyched about that. What kind of a movie is it? Is it like a making of the album? It's a music documentary about the last fifteen years of my life as a musician. So wow. it features a lot of songs from the new record and then also some songs from my other albums. And it's really, it just tells the story of how I got started and ended up like on the CBS Sunday morning show and then mm-hmm. getting signed to a label and kind of journey, journey, I can't say journeying. Journeying. <laughs> it's not, journey. yeah. <laughs> it's a hard word. <laughs> Steve Perry, journey, <laughs> journeying. <laughs> so, um, but it tells the story of just going through the trials and tribulations of just keeping going in the, in the music industry, which can be tough to keep Rocky Balboaing yeah, your de- way definitely, through. definitely. Well, man, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you stopping by, and I kind of want to hear another live tune. You want to play another one for us? Sure, I'll play. I'll play Rising Star, the title track. Uh, there, I want to talk about this before you play it, though, because there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff in it <laughs> with the songwriting and what something that made me laugh when it popped out. Saw Keith Urban uh, at in er, a button-up place. In a, in a button tried place. to talk to him, got punched <laughs> in the face. Is that is that a true story? <laughs> uh, no, it's it's not really. It's just a, something amusing that we thought could happen to somebody that moved to Nashville and so decided they were going to try to talk to Keith Urban. So. Well, Hopefully Keith doesn't think I'm trying to say he punched me in the face for real. <laughs> no, probably not. All right, without further ado, here's another live tune from Griffin House, Rising Star. Driving through town in his pickup truck Sipping on a beer with the sleeves rolled up He's a rising star Comes from the hill where the cold wind blows Down in the hollow where the red fern grows And he's gonna go far mm-hmm. He's a rising star First came to town back in 95 Now he's doing what he can to keep a dream alive He plays a mean guitar got jerked around, he got wined and dined, but he never got a deal and he never got signed. But he ain't done trying. Mm-hmm. He's a rising star. Fishing with a fishing pole, swimming in a swimming hole, shooting up a 12-point, firing up a fat joint, rocking in a rocking chair, dancing at the county fair, beating up a city punk, drinking an honky tonk. Mm, he's a rising star Saw Keith Urban in a button-up place Tried to talk to him, got punched in the face He turned the other cheek 
he's getting on in years but it ain't dark yet he's going as far as he can get and he's bound to go far mm-hmm. he's a rising star hanging out at blackbird polishing a chrome turd looking for a country song man it's been so long staying on the hip scene riding in a limousine eating finger licking grub down at the country club Everybody knows who you are truck sipping on a beer with the sleeves rolled up he's a rising star mm-hmm. he's a rising star thanks for tuning in to another episode of notable nashville podcast a big thanks to our guest griffin house for stopping by today sharing some tunes and stories Check his album, Rising Star, out everywhere now, wherever you listen to music. Check him out at a live show. Hey, if you'd like to be a guest on Notable Nashville, go to the web, notablenashville.com, send us an email. And until next time, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast.